Today's episode of The Real Deal Podcast is a special one. If you've made it this far, congratulations. You have made it to the season two finale. Really excited um, to bring you guys this episode. It's been a blast bringing you this season. Um, I appreciate you diving in with me and exploring these topics, meeting these guests. Um, I think that the finale is one that you all will enjoy, and I think it's an appropriate way to wrap this season up. Um, I'll be remiss if I didn't thank you know anyone for listening, any, anyone who came on the show or the guests, um, anyone who provided support. Really appreciate that and wanted y'all to know um, that this was uh, a great experience and that I would be nothing without you all. So without further ado, um, let's get into it. This episode is titled Refuse to Lose. It is the season two finale of the Real Deal podcast. Um, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe. Um, follow me on Instagram um, at underscore signed XAP. That's signed by AP. Um, and, you know, you'll be able to get all the episodes in my link tree link. So let's get into it. going on good people you're listening to the season two finale of the real deal podcast i am really excited uh for you guys to hear this episode today i have a familiar guest if you all remember uh season one i have my sister kaya porter from the episode uh gracefully kp and uh we're doing something that you know we've done before on the real deal podcast and that's with my finales i like to have people you know uh switch roles and i like to have them interview me and so I could think of nobody better to interview me than my sister. So um, we got Kaya back and she's going to be the one interviewing me today on season one. I have my boy Ryan Kelly. Um, so we're just going to get into it and she's going to, you know, kind of put me behind the mic. So I'm really excited for you guys to see where my mentality is right now as we <laughs> close out. So uh, without further ado, welcome Kaya Porter. What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for having me back. I'm really excited um to be here because I'm a major major fan of the Real Deal podcast I loved season two um so like you always say let's dive right into it let's get into it Straight uh, up. how do you feel about season two of the Real Deal podcast um I feel really good I really feel like my goal at the beginning of season two was to create something that was special to me, that was better than season one, that showed improvement, that picked up on a lot of the things that I had been going through in my life. And um, I'm glad that I was able to create something. I, I'm really proud of, you know, each episode that I put out. I've enjoyed the process. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it's coming to an end and I'm glad I was able to accomplish my goal. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. You should be. You definitely should be. I think the growth... Um, is very evident and I'm curious to know, I have my own thoughts on what I think is different from one to two, but as the creator and the person who develops the ideas and the person who implements the plan, what are the biggest things that stand out to you that are different from season one and season two? So kind of like how I uh, hinted at in the, in the teaser for season two, I just feel almost like someone who was a rookie and is now like, 
you know, used to their job. Um, you know, I can record episodes a lot easier. I think the quality is better. Um, I made a few like adjustments on editing that I think helped me out. Um, but I think I just have a greater confidence uh, more than anything. I think that that's kind of what you hear on season two is someone who's like really found his voice and what he wants to do um, and how I want to move on episodes. And so uh, I think that that's what it was. I think season one was a lot of experimentation, whereas season two was more so like, okay, I have a vision. Let me develop uh, the vision and make it happen. I would agree with you. Um, I think that, you know, one, we're saying the same thing or we have the same thought, but I would maybe say it in a different way. One thing I noticed is that you speak a lot more on season two than on season one, which is great because I think so. I think so. I don't know the exact minutes, of course, but um, I enjoyed hearing, you know, your thoughts and what you had to say about whatever your guest was saying. I think on season one, you did that for sure. But I think um, in season two, you engaged in the conversation and offered us more of AJ instead of just, or not just, but the majority of your guest speakers. So that was really cool for me um, because you're a smart guy. You have dope ideas. You are not afraid to challenge others' ideas. And so I really liked hearing um, the conversation that you had in season two. Um, and then as far as your specific guests, I think season one, um, to me, if I had to like come up with a theme for all of them, I feel like they were featured to kind of inspire, but I think season two, you were really like on some, yo, like my fans are people that I love and care about, like people that are close in my age, probably like are out here trying to do the same things I'm trying to do. So the theme I would say for season two would be you educated us, like you taught us about, you know, how we can get in the stock market, how we can get in the real estate game, like how we need to take care of our um, mental health, all these different types of types of things. So it wasn't just you know, this is my friend or family member who I think is doing something really dope with their life. It's like, well, I think that, but then let me show you how they have a knowledge or a skill set that anybody can do that same dope thing with their lives. So I really, I really like the educational piece. I really did. Cause a lot of times you would say, well, you know, explain to the people what X, Y, and Z means. And I'm like, yes, cause I don't know, you know, I'm not a real estate agent, but I am looking to buy a house. I am looking to know what to do with any extra income I have to create generational wealth, just like any other Black professional millennial um, in our circles. No, that's awesome. I didn't even really think about that. Um, But you have a great point. Like season one was about me finding some of the dopest people that I know, that I respect, that I love and rocking with them. um, You know what I'm saying? To come together together. with an idea that, you know what I'm saying, I could bring to life. And I think season two was, yeah, let me find these dope individuals, but like, let's take it to the next level. So I really can appreciate that educational aspect um, because I mean, I like, I want my podcast to stand out. I want it to be something that, you know, you can go back to something that you can listen to and be like, man, I really was able to learn something. So, um, you know, my goal, and I think I said this either in the finale or I said it in the intro was that I feel like if I could just touch one person or something like that, then I feel like, you know, it was a job well done. So 
Yes, it is. And, and I'm not just saying that. And even on the point of, you know, just touching one person, one thing that I think that, you know, might not be as obvious that I think your podcast does a great job of, it's like, you feature people who have really cool things going on, but they're just everyday people. So the point of that is, you know, we all actually have a story, like you are extracting out stories of people around you, and bringing to light, like, the creativity, the passion, the drive, the struggles, like, that everybody has, but, you know, because this is a creative project, and you are a creative, you know, it just comes out in a really, a really cool way, so um, I always like listening to it, and, you know, even just from that sense, it's like, it just makes me, listening to other people's stories makes me appreciate, like, well, you have a story, and you've got to, you know, keep on your grind, um, because that's your journey, and it's unique, and it's not like anybody else's, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree, man. I think that, you know, that's how this all started. Like, I just wanted to be the medium to tell everybody's story, because I think we all have one, um, and I love when people come back and give me feedback. I love when people, you know, tell me, okay, I really love this episode because my next question is, well, why? And people will say, well, you know, cause I really related to what she said here or what this dude said there. Or I thought that was really interesting. So, um, I definitely consider myself to be a conversationalist. So to be able to kind of put this into a platform has been just awesome. And, uh, I really appreciate that. Um, that that's shining through that that's what I try to do so um it's it's really cool to to be a part of this okay so on that note um how do you come up with the ideas with the topics like do you base it on the person or do you just have something that you want to comment on like that's going on in society how do you come up with the ideas because I know you have a plan and like you think about it you're very strategic with like who is going when. So how do you do that if you don't mind telling us? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I definitely have a plan. Uh, so I do a little bit of both. There were some topics that I knew I wanted to touch on, but a lot of it kind of depends on the person. So I have a Google Doc um, right now. It's probably over 30 guests that I want to have. Some people I have in my Google Doc don't even know that they're on there um, and they're my peers and your peers. But uh, so I have a name. And then I have a dash and what I might want them to talk about. So then if they agree to do the episode, then I create an outline. Every single episode that you've heard me do, I've created an outline for that episode. I've created questions. I've sent it to the person I'm going to interview to let them read it. Um, and then, you know, we basically just go through the questions. And it's my job as the interviewer to make them feel comfortable and to, you know, essentially guide the interview from start to finish and make sure that we hit the topics that we need to hit. So season two. I knew I wanted to talk about my experience with corporate America. It was long overdue and y'all deserve to hear, you know, some of my story and y'all deserve to hear um, about just what corporate means to me. I was really passionate about that. Um, I knew I had to get Javon on there for growing pains with his poetry. So that was a given. I had to boot my mans up. Um, who else? What, what's, what's the order of the episode? So after Javon's episode, let me go into my phone, man. After Javon? You know what? It was Kaylin. So I knew that I wanted to talk to some people about mental health and therapy. That's kind of where Kaylin and Tessa came. I knew I wanted to do an episode with Tessa. It was just a fact of, of timing. And, you know, me and Tessa always have great conversations. A lot of it came down to people that I have dope conversations with. Or really, man, I really take inspiration from, you know what I'm saying, living life. 
So like prime example, um, Bonton, my boy Antonio, shout out to Antonio. I didn't have plans to have him on my pod at first, but then, you know, I saw that he was doing the We Up Network with We Up Finance and I was like, oh, I got to have him on. So like a light switch will literally just click and I'm the type of person where I'll throw some shit at the wall, bro, like, and see if it sticks. And so I'll reach out and say, hey, I would really love to have you featured on my podcast. Um, so the thing with me is as long as, you know, who you are and what you do and what you're promoting in your project resonates with me, then, you know, I'll come and have you on the show. But, um, you know, I just, I just have ideas in my brain, man. I'm always, you know, just taking things from real life. So that's kind of how I move. I don't do know you, if I answered the question. You did. Do you consider yourself a creative in the, in the sense that, you know, it's thrown around on <laughs> um, social media, maybe? Do you consider yourself a creative? That's so funny because I probably would have used to consider myself a creative until now I work at a media agency now and I work with true creatives who like, you know, create in Photoshop and stuff. I am a creative, but it's just in a different aspect. Mm -hmm. um, so I would consider myself a creative for sure because I'm always like looking at media from a different lens. Like the way I watch TV, I don't feel like it's the same way everybody else watches TV. Like the way I listen to music and stuff, it just means more to me. I just, I just kind of look at it from a different lens. And um, that's not to say I necessarily think I'm better than anyone, but I just think I look at it from a different perspective. Um, so yeah, I definitely would say I consider myself a creative. Good, I think you should. Um, okay, so tell us about your favorite episodes from season two. Man, that's so hard because it's so funny. I've come up and said that different episodes were my favorites. Um, let me go through, I'm looking at season two right now. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. The conversation that me and Zoom had with Corporate Chronicles was amazing. That was great. Um, you know, the conversation with Javon was good. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that the top, well, is your question, which is your favorite or what do I think is the best? Uh, what's your favorite? Because I think they're all great. I think they're all great too. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I'm the one putting them out. Yeah. But um, my favorite episodes were Corporate Chronicles. I liked Corporate Chronicles. I did. Brother to Brother and Miller Time. Those those three were probably my favorite for sure. Um, my best episodes had to easily be Protect Your Mental, Miller Time episodes, and probably Brother to Brother. I think that those um, were good. I thought that... I uh, to listen to Brother to Brother yet, but I'm, I already know it's going to be great. Yeah, so. take your time. It's, it's good, but it, it's so hard to choose what's the best one. I think that what I am, you know, grading myself on when I think about what is the best, because again, all these people have amazing stories, but I know that I have a great episode when I hit my marks on my editing, my audio, my quality, my, you know, putting music in. And so I think that, um, I'll tell you like this, I knew I had gotten in my bag and I knew that I had figured something out after Protect Your Mental. Um, the was Protect Your Mental, Kaylin or Tessa? Kaylin. It was Kaylin. Okay. The feedback. I loved Kaylin's episode. Everybody did. And and honestly, most, most people have said that that is their favorite episode. And, and let me tell you why I love it, just to give a segue. And, you know, this is the Real Deal podcast, so we got to keep it real. I sure. feel like um, you and I had not at that point talked about your own 
independent conclusion decision to feature more black women on your podcast and to talk about, you know, just kind of the um, state of the black woman in America right now within this obvious conversation we're always having about black people, but specifically the black woman. And that really um, touched me as your sister because, you know, you could have done that like after having had conversations with like me or mom or, you know, other significant women in your life, but to just hear that and then to, con to see the train kind of continue on throughout the season also with Tessa, I just thought was really dope and I was really proud of you. Um, so I really enjoyed that episode because um, you don't have to do that. Because here's the thing, this is your platform and your show. You could talk about For sure. whatever you good and well, damn please. But for you to um, recognize that and to share your platform to comment on that. And, and it also was very timely. I've got to say that too. Um, it was incredibly timely. And I feel like you're you know, curious and genuine about the things that, you know, you want to bring to the viewers. So I just, I just thought that was so dope. Yeah. And that was the thing is that it was genuine and it was in a time period where like it was, shit was getting crazy on Twitter with like the, the bashing of black men saying that we were not being there for black women. And like, I was having debates and conversations with people that I, you know, called friend and, you know, the women that are in my life. And so it was really forcing me to kind of look back at like, okay, what are you doing? And I'm not perfect at all. I never claimed to be, you know what I'm saying? My journey is long and it will continue to be long. But in that time period between the Breonna Taylor, between everything that was going on Twitter, I just felt like I had to. And it just all tied in. And Kaylin was just such an awesome guest and our energy, we just vibed out so heavy. Yeah that she it was vulnerable yeah she was it was great her episode was great honestly yeah. her her episode is one of my favorites too like so i knew that i did well when the reception started pouring in mm -hmm. people started being like okay this was the one and so that's when i kind of got that confidence like okay i'm in my bag like let's ride out so um yeah and that could segue into my next question which what are what do you think are some of the lessons that you've learned um from the season and it and it could be anything but I think the reason I thought of that question just now was because to your point like you knew you in your bag you knew you were killing it you knew you were like really on top of it when you got the reception back and I think that just shows you like the title of your podcast the real deal when you really hit those uh topics that are maybe difficult to talk about or hard to talk about or the things that we as a culture have been arguing about on Twitter that's when you know you're going to get the uh, reception and the feedback that you're probably looking for. So um, were there other lessons from season two, maybe things you wish you would have done differently or things that went so great you wish you would have done more of? Um, I think obviously I should have been more consistent. Um, you know what I'm saying? I I haven't been able to maintain consistency, consistency just because life and, you know, I do this on my own and stuff like that um i wish i could have been more consistent for sure um we be wanting these episodes now like every time i hear episode i'm like oh when is the next episode yeah and i know it takes me it takes me a while and I, I really hope to to get better with that i am a one-man show um but you know what even on that note and not to just you know gas you up but you know i'm sure the viewers know and we'll get into it more when we talk about like corporate chronicles and what you came into season two with 
this is your, this is one of your side hustles. So yeah. you don't necessarily, you can't just do this all day while you might like to, you can't. So I would just say, you know, give yourself grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, I have two jobs right now, so yes, um, it's just, it's just hard to find time, man, um, yeah. to, to do it. And the thing about me is that I won't get on that mic if I don't feel inspired. Um, and you know, this is not really to what you asked, but, um, there was times where I kind of just wasn't feeling it. Uh, and that's why you didn't see any episodes because I never forced it and I never faked the funk. Like, I think the episode where my energy exudes the most is the Miller time episode. I was so engaged on that conversation with Tyler. That's why that episode will forever be one of my favorites mm -hmm. because we touched on too many topics that I love. Like we touched on music, we touched on Atlanta and gentrification. And I'm yeah, like so passionate I'm about, about, you know that. what I'm saying? Atlanta and I'm passionate about like what's going on in our community and what we got going on here. And I just love, you know what I'm saying? Hearing Tyler Miller's story. And that's one of my longtime friends that I can literally just hit up anytime. And she's always down for me. So just to hear her story and to, you know what I'm saying? Be revitalized and energized and invigorated like, that's what gives me energy. So yeah, there was definitely some things I could have done differently. There was people that I wish I would have had on the season. Like I definitely had some good ideas, but I just didn't even reach out to people. Um, there was some people who I reached out to that kind of iced me, which is all good. I might come back and ask them again, right. but um, yeah, I, I could have done some things differently for sure. Okay. Well, let's switch gears um, and talk about 2020 because it was a year we already oh, yeah. know. Um, what do you want to share that you've just learned generally over the past year? For sure. Um, I think that the main things that I learned from 2020 are celebrate the small wins. And if you see something that you don't like in your life, do something to change it. Um, for me, I took a lot of wins in 2020. 2020 is probably one of my best years that I've had in a while. Um, and I, I, I was at first kind of feeling bad about saying that. But I lost a lot coming in like 2017 and 2018. So to be able to win feels good. And so I had to learn how to celebrate my small wins uh, because I was like sometimes in a point where I was stressing out about a lot of things that were going on in my life. And it got to a point where I was fed up in the situation I was at. So um, you guys don't know, but I was at, if you listen to the intro, I had, um, I was in a job that was uh, different. It was with Atlanta Business Chronicle and I was doing sales. Um, and it was going really well and it started to go well. But during the pandemic, I started to realize that it wasn't for me anymore. And it was like, I wanted to do something different. So that goes to my point where I said, you know, if you see something in your life that you don't like, change it like too much too many times we complain about the things that are going on in our life as if we don't have the power to change them but i feel like you know i really believe that you make your own luck i believe that the decisions that we make impact our lives every single day and i believe that you know i'm the type of person where if i see something that i don't like i would do something in my power to change it and to remove myself from a situation i don't ever want to be a person who feels like i'm woe is me i'm so helpless i'm stuck here like i just feel like in any given situation i will turn the tables because that's just who i am as a person and i just 
believe that you make your own luck. So those are some of the things that I kind of took away. And I also took away that, you know, you just got to keep shit pushing, man. Like when everything is going to hell in the handbasket, I mean, you could either like fold or you could just keep going. And I told myself that I wanted to come out of the pandemic better than I went in. And I mean, we're still in quarantine, quote unquote, but I definitely leveled up with new job, new crib, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And I mean, those are just vain things, but it's more so just about creating the life that you want for yourself. And I believe that, you know, we're the artists in our own canvas of life. Like you get to choose like a lot of stuff we don't control, but I mean, what you do control, control it. Like, control the hell out of it. Like, that's seriously. Good right there, AJ, that's good. Like, okay, so let me ask you this in a segue of what you just mentioned, um, you know, that you were striving to level up. Do you feel like there are any personal gains, like maybe not necessarily in your work sphere or your creative sphere, but are there any things that you can recognize about yourself, like who you are as a person, your character, your grit, anything like that you could say that leveled up to in 2020? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my pockets, um, my communication, uh, my determination, my grit. I'm definitely hustling right now. I'm grinding out right now. Um, just like my willingness to win even in the midst of this bullshit i was like yo i'm going to win like it just is what it is like again like there was stuff that was going on in my life where i was not sleeping for like two months i was not sleeping and i decided that i was over that like that was dead so i was done with that shit and i was like you know what it's time for me to win like i'm not going to tolerate losing like i'm just not going yeah. to so knowing you and knowing your story i feel like Okay, you tell me if this is too big of a statement, but honestly, I feel like you were you were prepared for 2020. You were already made for 2020. That's like, facts. That's based, facts. Okay, that's fair. Great. That's facts. <laughs> based off of the things that you know maybe happened um, in your 2017 chapter, 18 chapter. Absolutely. When 2020 got here. You were ready to rock out. So um, you know what? What did you say? I was gonna say it just makes sense that you know you had a good year and you know not to get too deep for the listeners but sometimes you know there might be um chaos or confusion or bad circumstances like around us or in the world but that like you said doesn't necessarily mean that you can't win that you can't prosper that you can't be blessed so yeah winning winning is a mentality for one um winning is definitely a mentality and I think that that's the thing that I saw shift for me in 2020 when we talk about that is that some of the same things that happened to me in the years that I thought were so terrible with like 17 and 18, some of those same things started reappearing in 20, but I was so cool, calm and collected with it because I was like, bro, this is old hat. You made a very great point. I was prepared for 2020 because I had my own 2020 and 2017. <laughs> so like if yeah. I could survive one thing that my uh, line brother, Jerry Alexander told me one day that I never forgot is that surviving those tough times is what allows you to keep going. So my whole mentality was I survived 2017. It can't be no worse than that. Mm -hmm. It can't be no worse than that. So I literally was like, okay, like, the world gonna shut down i'm gonna keep pushing though because i've already lost too much like I, I gotta keep going so that's just what it is like i was prepared for this i mean i've already been through the fire like so yeah. you and know it makes you appreciate like you know your future because just to that point like 
when when you have a difficult time and a difficult season and I'm like thinking about my own self right now like it makes you when things are smooth and you are rocking out and doing your thing like it makes you appreciate it more absolutely it makes you appreciate it more and the one thing that I can say is that those tough times are really what allows you to know you're going to be able to make it. Mm-hmm. Like I literally remember that um, a couple weeks before the break, I had like a terrible week at work with this new job. Cause I, I just hit my 90th day at work today, actually. So I'm three months in today. I started October 5th. Um, sometime in between, like I had a shitty week and I was like, yo, this was a week from hell. But on that Friday, when I made it through, I said, Hey, I actually feel like a light switch just flicked off because if I could survive this week, then I could survive another tough week because this week was what I I thought this week was going to break me. Like I literally remember saying like, yo, I don't know about this. Like I had literally said, like, maybe I shouldn't have took this job. Like I'm struggling right now. But when I made it to Friday, I said, okay, if I made it to this Friday, I will make it to another Friday and another Friday. So to me, I just take the, um, I just take the strides and I just keep pushing, man. Like I just refuse to lose refuse to lose all right so with that in mind tell the viewers what are some of your goals for 2021 um okay so i am preparing to do some um interview coaching uh with my side hustle that's what i do like interview coaching and resume prep through uh spark your resume so one of my goals is to totally revolutionize the interview coaching position um i don't know what that means but i want to revolutionize the position so at the end of 2021 i want to feel that way um i have some monetary goals that i've set for myself that i want to reach um i want to you know get stronger physically and mentally uh, I have a goal to, um, normally, I have a goal to, you know, travel to five new cities. Um, I want to read some new books. I want to hopefully come back with season three of the Real Deal podcast. Um, so we'll talk it. about that. Like, um, you know, I know a lot of planning goes into it, but I mean, you can't, AJ, you can't just not come back with season three the question says will you but like no that's real I mean my goal is to come back yeah I I talked to brother the other day and I told him you know I was thinking about it and he was like no like ain't no thinking about it you know what I'm saying so I don't know I'll say this the the jump I feel like from one to two was so great you can't just that would be a tease. Like you can't just Maybe. do and then be like, oh, well, that's it. Like, no. I mean, that's real. I have to be inspired and I have to be able to do it, but I want to take it to another level where um, my goal is going to be to have better branding, better promotion, better marketing. Um, I got this brand idea that I want to pop off. Um, I kind of want to get into some clothing too. Um, so I got some ideas. Like I actually got a got a lot of ideas that I want to make happen, which is why I need to go ahead and shut down season two so I can, um, you know, so get, you can get into in the development stage. Yeah, so I can get into a development stage because that's where the fun happens because, you know, all of this that came from season two um, was not overnight. You know, I put in the time and the effort and the work to make this happen. So um, absolutely. That's- and we're rocking with you too. I always say like, you know, I, I like to think I have a good imagination and like am an optimistic person. So, you know, in the same way that I like pray and hope for things in my own life, I pray and hope for things in my friend's life and family's life and people I love because, you know, who knows where they can go. And I like to be a person that was shooting with you in the gym. So like, let's say that, you know, 
10, 15 years from now, your podcast has like millions of subscribers. Like you don't want to jump on the train then. You want to have been on the train now. You know, no, that's that's real. And to be honest, and I've never even said this out loud, I genuinely do believe that I am good enough to blow, but it's not really even about that for me anymore. Um, I think that for me, if I just took it more serious and got more consistent and, you know, really tried to hone my craft. I think the consistency in the social media aspect is the only thing that's holding me back. It's just hard for me, man. I'm not, I'm, I have a love hate relationship with attention. I know people would probably find that hard to believe, but um, I like, sometimes the social media aspect is what gets me like, I'll put the episodes out, but I'm not going to force you to listen to, to it. Like yeah. it's, it's just not me. So maybe I need to, you know, hire someone to do my branding and stuff like that. So that might be in the works. I got a couple of people um, in mind. So, uh, you know, um, you look at, uh, I'm not even going to say their name, but I, I know some people who I'm, who I'm tapping. I like people who you're probably thinking everything, about. everything is, um, nothing that y'all hear on this show, uh, is just happenstance. That's something that I do want y'all to know. You didn't ask, but nothing that I do is just, oh, he just threw that in. Like, so if you notice something and it's like, oh, that's cool. Please know that like, that was from the mental light. So, um, you know, I, I, I want to come back too. So, you know we'll see well we want you back so just know that know that you have fans that your show is appreciated and we want more we want more this is your official standing ovation right here right now. <laughs> i appreciate that i appreciate that okay so um is there anything else that you want to say to the viewers or tell uh not the viewers the listeners uh that you want to tell them as we get ready to wrap um, I just want to tell you guys that um, this is something that I do uh, because I genuinely love to do it. I enjoy it. Like, again, I do want to get a sponsor um, going into season three. I want to have some sponsors so I can monetize this because I'm not getting paid for this. Like, this is all out of my own pocket. But I do this for the love, man. Like, so if y'all are rocking with me and if y'all want me to keep going, then I will. Um, but I mean, it's not really even about the money, man. I've done two seasons of this without getting paid one dime like but i want to change that and i do and i have the power to change that like i spoke on earlier i can change that like you know i can do what i need to do to try to get a sponsor but um that's really not what it's about man i really just enjoy it like i enjoy the conversation i love this um and, and i just want you because you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy it you know for sure and, and, and that's the thing that i want y'all to understand like when i be editing these episodes and taking my time out like I'm crafting what I, you know, think y'all would like and what I enjoy. So um, I think that like, if anything, uh, this is like a piece of me um, that I'm, you know what I'm saying, giving to y'all. So um, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool. Like, it's definitely uh, special to me. And, um, you know, I just appreciate anybody who has taken the time to listen. So yeah, no, I definitely always enjoy listening. I know you always ask for feedback, um, but like you just said, you really do share a piece of who you are. And I think that's what makes the show um, great and unique from, you know, other podcasts is that we get to hear these great stories and learn new things. But we also get to hear a piece of who AJ is as a person. And one thing um, the listeners may have heard me say before is, you know, you are very easy to talk to. So it is yeah. quite appropriate that you have a podcast um, where you're engaging in these great and meaningful conversations. So um, I am very proud of you. I am a fan, a super fan. Um, and yeah, we just want to keep 
we want to keep seeing you do your thing. We want to keep uh, supporting you. Uh, congratulations on season two. And it's only up from here. Yeah, man. Season two was a blast, man. I appreciate it. I just want to say thank you um, to every single person, man, that had anything to do with season two or, you know, season one, too. But, um, you know, just Zine, you know, being there on uh, Corporate Chronicles, man, just you know, being able to have that episode. I remember recording that at the very beginning of quarantine. Javon, man, seeing what he's done, just dropping a new book, man, seeing his growth, his development, his grind. Kaylin Wilson, man, our conversations, Bonton for coming through. Tyler Miller, man, we already talked about it. Tessa, like we had been planning on trying to get that going. Brother was supposed to be on season one. Like this didn't happen overnight. Like these people, these are my people. Like, so um, I just appreciate every last one of them because without them, it would be no me. And uh, I also want y'all to just also understand that the moment I stop having fun with it, I will be done with it. Like, I don't like this is not fake. This is not phony. Like, I will be honest with you. I lost inspiration during this whole season, which is why yeah. there was what times where I, that? Um, it, it becomes it becomes a chore. It becomes okay. a chore. So when it became a chore to get people to come on the episode, when it became a chore to find time to record, when it became a chore to actually edit the episode, that's when I knew it was time for me to wrap the season up. If people were to ask like why you um, decided to wrap it up, uh, I would say because I wasn't having fun anymore. And I'll be honest, there was a time this season where I was not enjoying this anymore. And so you weren't getting episodes. But the funny thing is that I tell people what inspires me is really like seeing other people. Um, John Wood, seeing what he did with his clothing line, with his brand, with his poetry. Like I seen one of his videos one time and it made me like, it was during a time period where I was kind of off the pod. I didn't know if I was going to do any more episodes. Um, I saw him and I said, yo, I got to get back because that was lit. I be seeing Javon make his post. I was like, oh, that was lit. I get inspired. I see brother doing his thing. I'd be like, okay, like, let me get right. So I feed off of these people just as much yes, as they. Iron sharpens iron. Absolutely. And and I wanted to say, um, I also take a lot away from the podcast that I listen to. I really wanted y'all to know that. So everything that y'all see me doing, I've probably pulled from somewhere else. I listen to the Zach Lowe podcast for sports. I listen to Bill Simmons for sports. I listen to the 85 South show, man, seeing their journey, like where they came from, from the living room, from the trap to doing sold out shows like um, T.I. The way that I do the show when I uh, have like a, a, a clip play through before the episode starts, that would that's directly from expeditiously. So I believe in just taking the things that I enjoy from people who inspire me and the things that I enjoy and I put it together and do my thing. So um, I'm always getting inspiration from living life and you know what I'm saying, going through my journey. So uh, I just want y'all to know that this is this is like real life. Like, this the real deal. So, you know, no problem. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to leave us with closing thoughts? Uh, no, I think I pretty much touched on everything, man. I just really want to thank anyone, um, you know, who has supported me, who's been there. I always shout y'all out, you know, all the time. Shout out to Brittany for always listening to my episodes, giving me feedback. Um, just all of y'all, man. Like, I, I really, you know, anyone who listens and takes the time out, man, I love y'all. Thank y'all for, you know, supporting me through this journey. And, um, you know, if y'all want me to keep doing it, then, you know, we might, we might have to keep it going. So um, just know that, you know, this is a labor of love. So I'm rocking with it. And, uh, you know, until the next time, man, y'all just be safe.